Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we strive to inspire, empower, and challenge you to be your most authentic self. We'll talk a little real estate and interview entrepreneurs, business and community leaders, and hear inspiring stories. Welcome back to the Simply Authentic Podcast. I'm Tanya Murfin. And I'm Angie Mullings. Guys, today we are tackling two big Bs. It might not be what you're thinking about. Boundaries and balance. The lack of boundaries and balance equals another big B, a burnout. Yeah, this is big big stuff stuff today. So let me me run through a day and, and you can... You can think about this and see if it reminds you of anyone. Okay. Maybe yourself. Okay. Yeah. So you get up first thing in the morning, and the first thing you do is you look at your email, and you see five or six emails that you feel like you need to really mm-hmm. return immediately. But your kid has a program that night, and you're supposed to make a um, some kind of a, a headdress for this program that night. So mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, how am I going to get that done? So you get up, and you get on with your day. And on your way to work, a friend calls. And this friend, you hate to take that call because this friend will keep you on the phone for quite a while, 30 minutes, and they'll want to tell you about all of their problems. But when you have an issue, they don't really have time to listen to your issue. You get to the office and your boss walks in immediately and says, hey, I was supposed to do X, Y, Z, and I haven't had time to get to that. So could you take over that and do that for me? Yep. And then you go to lunch and you have plans for your lunch. But as you're walking out of the building, so-and-so stops you and says, hey, would you mind, are you going out of the building? Could you stop and get whatever for me and pick up a few things for the office, whatever it happens to be. And you're thinking, I only have an hour and I've got to get back to the office. But you say yes, politely, because you don't want to make anyone mad. Right. You get back to the office and you're on with your day. And then you get a call from your church, and you're involved in a church group, and they need somebody, so-and-so is sick now, and they need somebody to take over the program for that afternoon or that upcoming event that they have. They need somebody to help plan that. And you're, you're always so good at that. Would you help with that? And again, it's your church group. You don't want to say no. You're stressing me out, Angie. <laughs> I'm totally stressed out. Right? But people go through their days like this yeah, and not agree. understanding how to draw those boundaries, right. like we said, like you said in the beginning, can lead to burnout. Absolutely. And we can't work at our optimal if we are constantly pulled in different directions and not setting the boundaries we need to set. For sure. And I think that maybe a, a little bit of wisdom with age I think you're able to set more boundaries. And for the person who's brand new in a job and they know how to set those boundaries out of the gate, I'd like to meet that person because I don't know where they are, who they are. Right. But I, I do feel like at my age, I, I have a different reasoning now to set the boundary because I've lived those years of anxiety and stress and saying yes to everybody and everything and not having enough time for everything. Right. Yeah. And as brokers, and I think this probably works in general for entrepreneurs, business owners, 
we have those people, whether they're employees or they're 1099, like we have, we want to help those people be successful. Yeah, that's So our we job. want to yeah. be available to answer their questions. And we and, have to be. And we do. But I have been to numerous conferences and listened to lots of different podcasts and different people talk mm-hmm. about a successful business owner and that you have to time block. Mm-hmm. You need to time block. Absolutely. Whatever project you need to get done, you have to close your door and say, be able to say, no, I'm not going to be able to take your call mm-hmm. for an hour. And it has to do with setting that boundary so that your agents or your employees or, or whomever it is understands that you're not ignoring them. Mm-hmm. You're just taking care of something that must be taken care of in this time block mm-hmm. and in the future is going to be beneficial for them as well. For sure. But it's hard to say, no, I can't take your call right now. Yeah. And I think in our jobs, it is imperative that we answer things quickly sometimes. Right. And so being a real estate agent is one of the hardest um, careers, I would think. And I'm sure there's lots and lots of others out there, but it's one of the hardest careers to say, nope, I'm going to stay in my little bubble here and I'm going to finish this task, knowing that you're waiting on this text to come in, you're waiting on this email to come in, you're waiting on Mm -hmm. the inspection notice, you're waiting on the appraisal news. Mm -hmm. And I'm a squirrel. I don't know about you, Angie. Mm -hmm. I'm a squirrel. And I get distracted so easily because I want to take care of that text coming in right now. Right. And I want to answer that email that just came in right now. So it's even with the wisdom that I have and the things I've learned about setting boundaries in work, it's it's still difficult for me to keep things in their box and to time block. Right. I was recently on a trip with some friends and I normally have someone in my brokerage that takes over for me when I'm gone so that I can truly take time off and recharge and those kinds of things. But this was a quick four-day weekend, and I just didn't reach out to anybody in my brokerage to see if they could take calls. So this was a road trip, and we were all taking our turns driving, and I'm driving, and I'm getting a text from one of my newer agents. And I hand my phone to my friend, and I said, can you read this to me? And she read it. And I said, oh, my goodness, I need to to pull over. Or can one of you guys take over and drive? (laughs) And she said, why do you need to stop right now and answer that? And I said, well, because I pride myself on returning texts and calls right away. It's just ingrained in me. It's who I am. But then I thought, after she read that, I thought, it's not something I have to return in two seconds. It can wait until our next stop 30 minutes, an hour down the road. It's not that. But so... Again, going back to wisdom, we we know we, but it's so we want to be that immediate response. We want to give that immediate response, but it takes a lot of willpower to say no. I'm not going to answer that right now, and so it's still something that we're working on. It's not it something that we oh my have gosh, yes. conquered, no. but certainly a lot better at it than I used to be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There are certain things that I that I just don't allow any longer and and or I just know what my boundary is. Right. Right. And I think people struggle with that. So I just read this book, When to Say Yes and How to Say No. It's by Dr. John Townsend and Dr. Henry Cloud. And it was it was a great read. It 
there was a lot to it. Um, There's a lot of biblical references in it, which was interesting to me. And had I had the book in hand, I would have stopped and looked up the, the biblical reference, but I was actually listening to it on audio. And he talks about and this this will relate to real estate. He talks about the boundaries. Let's let's take a piece of property. Okay. It's fenced in. Those boundaries are easy to see. Right. It's it's obvious what the boundaries are. We know that if we cross those boundaries, we might be trespassing, we might, you know, it could get us into trouble legally or just, you know, somebody sticks a gun in our face or whatever the case may be. Right. But those are so easy to differentiate where mm-hmm. that boundary is. Mm-hmm. But it when, when it comes to spiritual and 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 just life boundaries, personal boundaries, we really struggle with where to draw the line. We do. I agree. So in my research, I came up with seven types of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And this is, it. yeah, this is something that I found online. And I thought it was, it was good. And it would give us kind of a starting point of, mm-hmm. of setting boundaries. So number one, physical boundaries, two, sexual boundaries, three, emotional or mental boundaries. And I think that would relate to really how stressful taking everything on can be, right? Mm -hmm, right. That whole day you were asking me about that Mm -hmm. stressed me out a few minutes ago, Mm -hmm. that was taxing on me emotionally because I was like, how on earth am I going to do all these things? I've still got to make the crown. I waited till the last day to make the crown. What? Um, Number four, spiritual or religious boundaries. You Mm -hmm. just mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Five, financial and material boundaries. Mm -hmm. So how many people do we know that live outside their means? Right. Right? Right. And you see people taking on financial burdens that you know, make no sense, but it's none of your business. You just happen to be in the right or wrong place to hear that financial burden to give you an opinion now about your friend taking this on or whatever that looks like. So I think that that's an important one. It really is. Yeah, There's this concept of keeping up with the Joneses, right? So you live outside your means and and don't know what that boundary is and what you can afford to do and what you really can't. Exactly. Uh, Number six is time boundaries. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that... talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that is what we're talking about with work. And and we haven't gotten into, you know, friendships yet, Mm -hmm. but just people sucking the life out of you would be the time boundaries. And then number seven is non-negotiable boundaries, Hmm. which I think is interesting because if you read this list... A few of those would be non-negotiable boundaries to me, but they put that in its own category. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where that fits in, but yeah, it's there. For sure. So, you know, I think saying no is is difficult for so many of us. And we want to, I'm I'm, I'm an oldest born, so I'm a people pleaser. I used to be really, really bad about this. So as a young person... I wanted to try to make everyone happy. I, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really question what made me happy, but I wanted to make everyone else happy. Mm-hmm. So there's that people pleasing side yeah. of understanding what your boundaries are. And if you're a people pleaser, you do take on you say yes too much. Mm-hmm. You take on too many things. Mm-hmm. And I have learned to say no because I want to be really good at the things I do take on. Yeah. I, I have learned to 
take a breath. When someone asks me to do something, my immediate response is not yes anymore. Right. It is give me a minute to to think about that. Right. Let me think about what the obligation is, understanding how much of my time it's going to take. Do I have enough time to really dig into that and make sure it is something that I would be proud of? Mm-hmm. And whether it's serving on a board or whatever the case may be, I really want to give that some thought. So I think basically, and so many things in life is about taking a breath, right? So that you don't, you know, if you're angry, they tell you to take a breath so that you don't react in anger. So many times it is just about our breath. Take a breath, think about it for a second. If somebody pushes you for an answer, don't feel pushed to give an answer. Make sure that you're explaining yourself. I wouldn't just say, quit pushing me. I, 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 I need t- just just explain. Yeah. Just explain where you are. Yeah. That I need time to think about that and make sure I can give you 100%. Because if I can't give you 100%, then I don't, I may not, I may say no. Right. Well, and I think often we react Yes. In a, and I'm going to use texturing because mm. that seems to be 90% of our life these days, right? Mm-hmm. That or an email, but texting really is just, it's quicker. It gets to the point quicker. Right. But it can be so misread with the intention behind it right. and the tone behind it because exactly. you can't hear that. Right. So I think that we often want to, because maybe we haven't set the boundary, Mm -hmm. we want to respond quickly Mm -hmm. when we should take the pause and we should give it a minute and and maybe not answer. I I find myself with, you know, let's just use a an invitation from a mediocre friend. Okay, Mm -hmm. because we've all Mm -hmm. got a mediocre friend out there, right? Yeah. Yes, Kate said yes. (laughs) Um and you get the invitation to do something with the mediocre friend that that is on a night that you were thinking, oh, I'm going to be at home alone that night. I right. can catch up on this and this. I can sit on my back porch and just have time to myself and read my book that I've been mm-hmm. wanting to get back in, whatever. So taking that pause and not getting back to them immediately gives you time to go back to the boundary that you have set probably, or you intend to set with a mediocre friend that, you know, I'm limited this week. I only have that one night to be at home to catch up on laundry and cleaning and the book and this Mm -hmm. and that. And you go back to the boundaries that you've hopefully set. If you don't have the boundary, then the mediocre friend gets your time and space and you're probably reluctant to even get in the car and go that night because you you didn't set the boundary to begin with. Right, right. And now you're in a situation that you're not happy about. You're not pleased. You're not going to be your authentic you're not self. Be authentic. That's right. You're going to be <laughs> you know a version of yourself that's less. Right. You know, I also want to mention something in terms of I mentioned. Think about what's going to make you happy. So many times we say yes to things knowing that our heart's not really in it. And I've been asked over and over again these past couple of years, are you going to run for office? When are you going to run for office? What what office are you going to run for? All those things. Yeah, you've asked me that. (laughs) A lot of people have. But the main person who keeps asking me that, I finally just said, and, and I... I, I, that's something I'd given weight to, had given some sure. some thought to. But in the end, it's not my dream. Right. 
and and that's what I had to come down to. And it wasn't it wasn't something a conversation I wanted to have with the main proponent for me running for office, but I did. I I just said, you know, that's that sounds like your dream. Mm-hmm. It's not really my dream, and so I'm going to have to say no. There's some other things that I want to accomplish, and I can reach people and be of benefit to people in a bigger and broader way than if I ran for office and that's what I want to do. That's Mm -hmm. what my heart's telling me to do. So I think you have to be honest with people. We so often want to let people down easy and, and, and that no is so difficult for us that sometimes we hedge, you know, I could have said, well, I'll think about it. I'll continue to think about it. I could say that for five years and still be in the same situation, but now it's so freeing because I've, I've said, that's not my dream. I've come to terms with, that's not something I'm going to do because it's not what my heart's telling me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as we get older, that becomes more clear, mm-hmm. I think, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. 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 I think you're a little more possessive of your time. Yeah. You're not as likely to go out and say yes to everything because those nights at home are rare. Right. And we have to take that time out for us. Right. And, you know, as we, if we shift this conversation a little bit to to more personal stories and not talking about work and, and that kind of thing, I think... Honestly, we have to take a minute and think about the things that we're doing. When we take that phone call, when we're in the middle of a family dinner, Mm -hmm. or we sacrifice those nights at home when we could really use the downtime, who is that hurting? It's not just hurting us. Right. It's hurting others around us because we can't be at our optimum if we are sacrificing that, that personal time, that family time. Right. And we're always distracted. Always. Yeah. 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 So personal stories, I think of my children when I mm-hmm. think of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I did a little um, run through time this morning when I was considering what I would say about setting boundaries with my children. And when they were small, you know, it starts with discipline, right? right. Because you as a parent have to set the boundary that you're going to be okay or not okay with whatever behavior they're displaying. Mm -hmm. And I was blessed with really good children that they just, they minded me. They, you know, I, I set my, I set the discipline and I said, no, we don't do that. And, and they didn't do it. They listened. Mm -hmm. Now, did they always know? And if anyone's listening that knew my children, or know my children, no, they're, they're not perfect, mm-hmm. I promise. But I think that when you're parenting and you're deciding, and, and it, my daughter, Lakin, is at that point right now. She's got a two-and-a-half-year-old, right. and Blake is starting to come into her personality uh-huh. and figure out who Blake's going to be. Yes. And so Lakin is saying, why does she yell when she can't get a zipper undone or when she can't zip up her little backpack? Right. She's starting to deal with, that makes me mad. Right. So I don't know what else to do with that emotion other than scream. Yes. You know, so I can now sit back and watch that. And it's a little thrilling, I have to say, uh-huh. watching your chil- <laughs> children figure out how to discipline their children. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But... I'll give an example of two examples. Um, one with Madden, when she was in the terrible twos, she 
would throw a fit on the floor and and flop her body on the floor and scream and yell and cry. And Lakin never did that. Uh-huh. So when Madden started displaying that behavior, I'm certain I wanted to beat her little butt at the mm-hmm. time, but I knew mm-hmm. that that wasn't the way to make her mind. So I would say, Madden, that is not how we act. That's not what we do to, you know, whatever, solve the problem, whatever the case would be. Right. You can't have that snack. It was probably about a sucker or something. Right. And I would say, when you're ready to come back and play with Lakin and I, we'll be outside. Mm-hmm. And I would just let her throw her tantrum. Yeah. And she didn't do it very often out in public, thank mm-hmm. goodness. I think we started that at home and her flopping herself on the floor and throwing a little tantrum. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't in my mind give it attention because I knew that I would want to spank her, mm-hmm. right, to discipline her. So right. I just had to walk away, to give her, tell her my two cents and walk away. Right. And it fixed it. Yeah. It fixed itself. Another example of that I would give, and I'm sure that if I thought about it long enough, I could come up with lots I'm of sure things. I'm sure you could, yeah. But I had to set a boundary as a parent with who I would allow the girls to go home with and spend the night and who I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And Madden was a free spirit, never knew a stranger, walk out on the playground and make friends immediately. Mm -hmm. She would just go and play with anybody. She would have been the girl that would have gotten in the van with the guy because he said, I have a sucker. Right. Right? Right. So uh, bless her heart. She's still like that. She Mm -hmm. can talk to anybody Mm -hmm. and be friendly. And so she had a friend, and they were young. I'm going to guess it was probably age Mm seven-ish, seven or eight. So very impressionable age. And she had a friend who, through a couple of experiences of me dropping off, and and I would always do a play date first, right, or or maybe a few times. There would be a play date. And it would be two or three hours long, and then I would go pick her up and, you know, play over. Mm-hmm. And then quiz her about what they did and what, you know, and then you just kind of get to know what's happening. Right. And this one friend had divorced parents, which so did Madden, so mm-hmm. I'm certainly not calling that out, but... Um, It was a different environment at each house, and I knew that right away. And one of the houses in particular, I started after we kind of transitioned into playdates and now want to spend the night, there were some things that had happened at the playdates that what was happening in this house was not okay with me. Mm -hmm. And it was older siblings Mm -hmm. who had boyfriends Mm -hmm. Yes. Who were spending the night, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of older, a couple, not just one. This was happening with multiple siblings. This little girl was young, mm-hmm. and the baby, and it made me so uncomfortable as a parent to imagine if I allowed Madden to go to that house and spend the night, what could potentially happen to her? And you know, I have not had something like that happen to one of my children, thank mm-hmm. God. Right. So I right. don't have a personal story that, that it happened, and then I had to set the boundary. But I knew from what I was hearing and and the things that Madden would share and that the little girl would talk about in my presence 
were much older thoughts Mm -hmm. than what my seven-year-old had in her head. Right. And she was learning things she shouldn't be learning. And so that was the friend that I just had to say, I'm sorry. She is always welcome at our house. She Mm -hmm. can come over and spend the night at our house anytime because she was a lovely little girl. Uh But what was happening in her home was just not okay with me sending my daughter there overnight. Right. It just, it couldn't happen. Right. And so I think as a parent, you you learn that stuff by just living mm-hmm. and by it happening. And then you have to make a good decision. And, you know, I don't ever want to say no to my kids, right? right. You want to yeah. be, you want to be super mom and you want to, you know, be understanding and you want to love all of their friends. Right. But it it's true. There's just some friends that aren't worth having and there's some places that they shouldn't be going. Right. And we can't keep our children, you know, in Young a bubble. forever in a yeah. bubble, yeah. But but I could do my part to protect. Absolutely, and thank thank goodness you were a parent who listened. I was listening, who understood, who paid attention. Yes, you know I don't have children of my own. What I observe is this societal shift that has happened that parents want to be more of a friend yeah. than a parent. Oh, for sure. And I understand not wanting. Again, we've already talked about it's hard to say no. You want your kids to have it all. Yes. That's that's just inherent in any parent. But they want boundaries. They don't know how to ask for that. But right. but they really do. Most children just they want boundaries. They want to know what what's good. And they know if there are boundaries, that means that their parent cares. And they're, they're listening safe. and they're safe. Yeah. And I think this need to be a friend overshadow sometimes the parenting that should be going on and the boundaries that should be set to make them more successful in life, because that's going to affect them their entire life if they don't understand where the boundaries are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to have those. Yeah. So let's, we've talked a lot about boundaries. Let's talk a little bit about balance, because it's a word that gets thrown around a lot. I think it gets thrown around a little too easily. Again, not something that's easy to accomplish, uh, a a state of balance. And I think we should start this conversation about balance with our brokerages as well. You know, as well as I do, when a a brand new agent starts, they want to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. They want to, and and that's both good and bad. They they want to, they don't want to miss an opportunity. And you called them something earlier today. Um, what did you call them? Oh, Pop-Tart Realtors. Pop-Tart Realtors. Yeah. They just pop up and say yes to everything. You want to go look at a house? Sure, yes. let's go look at a house let's go. right now. And there's some safety aspects to that that we'll have Absolutely. to cover in a different episode. Yeah. But talking about balance, if you're at home at night with your with your family and you're getting ready to have dinner and someone calls and says, I want to see this house right now. And you say yes, because... That's what you do when you're right. brand new and you're a Pop-Tart realtor. You do. Um, We've all been there. Yeah, we have. And and so when I tell realtors that it is okay to say no, it seems to shock them. Yes. And I say, you, you're running your own business. Yeah. You are an entrepreneur. Yes, you're under my umbrella, my shield, but... It's up to you to learn how to say no. And I want, I'm want i going to tell you right now, it's okay to say no yeah. sometimes. You have to get, this is about organi- 
organization yeah. and planning. Yep. And if your family has a day at the park planned, then you take your day at the park. Yes. Most clients that are good, true clients will understand. And you don't have to tell them what you're doing. Right. You, you can say, I, I'm not available that day. Right. But I'm available on this day. Right. That allows you to still work with that client and have your family time as right. well. Right. Balance is really hard in our industry. It and is. being a newer agent, you don't have the experience of saying, no, mm-hmm. I, I can't do it tonight. I've I've already got plans. I'm going to a baseball game. I'm doing something fun with my family. Right. The balance part of real estate is one of the hardest things to overcome, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, it it for me, it's been in different phases of my business because I got my license when Madden was two. Mm-hmm. And so I had to figure out that work-life balance right away with little kids. Right. And then as they got older, then we're into basketball games and mm-hmm. soccer and we're, mm-hmm. you know, and then we're doing all the sports. And so a, a balance as a realtor doesn't ever look the same for any Mm-mm. of us, but no. it's always the same theory that you have to say what you're family time is going to be. Mm-hmm. And no, you don't need to define that to every client and say mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, me and my family do this. And on mm-hmm. Thursdays, me and my family do this. Right. It is more of a, I'm not available that night. Mm-hmm. How about Wednesday night? Right. I'm not available Thursday night. How about Friday before mm-hmm. four? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that looks like. The right. balance, even now, I'm sure that you experience this too. We as broker owners and as realtors as well, we have to decide and we get to decide what that balance looks like. And right. establishing that with our clients out of the gate helps for us not to be the pop tart realtor in the end with that client or with mm-hmm. any client. And mm-hmm. it, it sets the stage. It, it is going to let your Clients know the times that you're going to answer the phone. Right. If I'm busy and you don't hear back from me that night, then it'll be the next morning. Uh, most real estate deals aren't a fire, mm-hmm. and the, it's not going to burn down right. overnight. It's right. going to literally. It's going. We're going to pick it back up at eight or nine a.m. and you'll hear from me first thing in the morning. Right. Right. So the balance is, is essential. It is, and you know, Tanya, something that really got under my skin when I was getting into this business. And I would have people say to me, well, you don't have kids, so you're available anytime, right? Mm, yeah. And how insulting because Very. I just because I don't have kids doesn't mean that I don't have things that I need to do. And I, I do have family things I want to want to be a part of. and Or that you don't have a life. Uh, right, right. And just being able to, quite honestly, having time to go work out or exactly. meditate or whatever it is I need to do is critical to my performance. Yes. I, I honestly believe Always. in taking vacations, taking yes. time off, taking time for yourself to do the things that make you whole is is critically important. And don't ever let anybody take that away from you. You have to set the boundaries and create balance in your own life so that you don't burn out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that brings us full circle. 
It does. And I want to make sure we get a few of these benefits of healthy boundaries in before we leave you today. Beneficial for emotional and psychological well-being. It helps you distribute time and attention appropriately. It helps manage stress. It leads to more fulfillment. It helps with decision-making based on your best interests. Helps to find individuality. Leads to a stronger identity, so it helps with confidence. Mm -hmm. Limits exposure to adrenaline and cortisol, which sometimes gives us the quick quick answer yes. that we say, yeah. no, I don't want to have dinner yeah. with you to the mediocre friend we talked about. <laughs> uh, all of those things can help create healthy boundaries. And I, I think we all know what that looks like. We just have to be better at actually implementing them. Absolutely agree. And again, if you if you get the chance to read the book, it's, it's a great read or listen to it, when to say yes and how to say no. Hopefully this has helped some of you out there who have trouble with boundaries. As, as we said, we haven't perfected it, but we really try to set those boundaries, create balance in our lives so that we'll be the best version of ourselves. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.